to the Meaningful Marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real life stories. Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Masonian Marshall, a meaningful marketplace. We're here weekly to discuss those journeys of female business owners. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. And Sarah Masoni of uh, Oregon State University's Food Innovation <laughs> where Center. Where are you from again? <laughs> I've been traveling so much, I don't even know where I'm from. I know. I'm so glad you're back. So I want to hear all about your adventures. So tell us where you were this last week. So last week, I actually flew to Boise. Oh, wow. And I stayed at the Riverside, and they had this huge annual dairy goat. It's the American Dairy Goat Annual uh, Conference. And they have a cheese competition. Cool. And you were a judge, right? I was a judge, and I was judging with Gordon Edgar. He is the cheese buyer for a big, huge grocery store down in San Francisco called Rainbow Grocery or something like that. Yeah, we know Rainbow Grocery. They're awesome. And he's been buying cheese there for 25 years. He's a boss. Kind Big of time. in San Francisco, too. There's not a lot of, I mean, here we ha- we are so used to so many small grocery stores, but Rainbow Grocery is one of the, like, main ones, like, independent grocery stores. So yeah. it's really awesome, and it's, it's kind of rare in the, in that city to have yeah. that. Yeah, and he actually has written a couple books, don't ask me, but you can look them up, um, about <laughs> cheese and stuff like that. Cool. So he's a really... Um, He's a really fun person to work with in evaluating cheeses. And we also evaluated candies. Oh, wow. Like that, but they have to be made with goat milk. milk. Yeah. yeah. So we had caramels and mm-hmm. cajita and all that stuff. Cool. What was your um, favorite bite? Uh, actually, the winner. The winner of the cheese competition? Yeah, I actually had to argue with Gordon that it was the winner. Oh. And I was able to tell him all the reasons why, and he finally agreed with me on the second day. So you have a lot of influence over these competitions. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> and can you tell us the, is it secret? Or no, can you tell no, us I can the, tell you. So oh, the, be, the best in show is Penny Royal Farm Reserve Boont Corners. And it is like the best Parmesan or, um, you know, aged cheese that you could ever find. You could just like grate it on your favorite whatever and it'll taste like magic. You don't see aged goat cheese that often, right? I it's mean, mostly fresh, and I yeah. think the reason people are going fresh is because you can turn your profit faster. Oh, okay. It's really expensive to hold cheese and yeah. age it. Yeah. And so so you, it's kind of rare that people are doing it, which yeah. makes it extra special. And they actually had a reserve best in show, too, which and it was a beautiful wheel. It was um, textured on the outside, and it was kind of a purplish color. I'm, I'm thinking maybe they used a little red wine in oh, their yeah. wash or something yeah. like that. And that was Shepherd's Way Creamery, and the cheese was called Crescendo. 
Cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And if you want more information on the top goat cheeses, you can go to convention.adga.org and you can look at all the winners. Cool. And you can use the list to, you know, navigate the cheese case. Yeah. If somebody wanted to get into cheese judging, do you have any advice for them? Uh, well, you need to decide if you're going to be a technical judge or aesthetic judge. Mm-hmm. And I'm technical, but I cross over sometimes. Oh, okay. But and the, you have, a, I mean, we, we talked about it on air before, but you have a big cheese background is why. Yeah, I have a trained palate yeah. for the defects. I'm one of 65 trained uh, judges in the U.S. for cheese, valu- cheese valuations. That's so cool. That's why you're always a judge for them. Yeah. <laughs> There's not very many of you to choose uh, yeah. from. And ac- actually, everyone should take note, next summer, the American Cheese Society is going to be here in Portland. And you can go to the meeting. you got to pay, but you can go. Cool. And there's lots of cheese there. So if people are in the cheese world and they're maybe interested, there is there are trainings available out there to yeah. get you all squared away as a yes. cheese judge. Yep. And cool. they actually have a, a test you can taste, take to prove that you know that you how to ch- taste cheese. That's awesome. Yeah. And you can also take a test to prove that you're a cheesemonger. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. I mean, it makes it's, sense. But. It's, yeah. It's through the American Cheese Society. You can look on their website if you're interested in um, a lot of the cheesemongers in the bigger stores like Whole Foods and New Seasons. And Steve of Steve's Cheese, mm-hmm. he's like a famous cheesemonger. Yeah. He's won all these cut and wrap competitions and all this stuff. And he goes around and talks to people about cheese now. That's so cool. Yeah. Cheese world. Cheese, cheese. facts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm super glad Say you're back, cheese. Sarah. Thank you. And we have some food news today. We just want to tell people about an event. So the Portland Night Market is happening this weekend. It's Friday and Saturday from 4 to 11, 100 Southeast Alder. There's lots of food people like me, but other local makers, too, will be there. So come join us for that event. It's really fun. There's, like, DJs and snacks and music and all kinds of cool stuff. And if you are a food entrepreneur and you have a press release with anything for us to announce, you can submit those to startupradionetwork.com. We can help you spread the word about your events. But today we are not just here to talk about cheese and food events. We are here to talk to Yana of Only Child Chocolates. Welcome, Yana. Hi, thanks Welcome. for having me. <laughs> We're so glad you're here today. So um, you're, you make chocolate bars. I do. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and they're so cute and so special. We'll, we'll post pictures of them, you guys. You have to see them. They're very, very, very cute. They are. <laughs> I can't wait to eat them. I know we're gonna eat. We're gonna eat some for oh, yeah. sure. I Yana think we brought have us to in eat a lot every of single one. Oh, do so many. So Yana, when did you start your business? I started a little over three years ago. Wow, and yeah. I've never met you in three years. <laughs> I was surprised that you guys hadn't met when yeah. you said that you were like, "I'm excited to meet Sarah." I'm well, like, you've like never kind of met. met. I've met some of the chocolate people in town, but not all. And mostly it has to do with if they're going to be doing like a chocolate sauce or a caramel sauce. Oh, yeah. And they're not quite sure about the food safety mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Then they and come so in and talk come. to you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll work on the water activity and the oh, yeah. the sugar content. Yeah. So that's yeah. how you meet those folks. That's how I meet them. So how did you decide that chocolate was your thing? Oh, my gosh. Well, I have worked as a pastry chef for a while in Crema Bakery, which is, if you've never been, Southeast Portland, it's great. Still one of my favorite places. Hmm. Uh, but I had been dreaming of just 
kind of breaking out on my own. Mm -hmm. And what I had always loved about chocolate is just you can take such a small morsel of something and translate so much flavor. You know, you can just have one bite and you get this incredible symphony of all these tastes. And so when I was exploring ways to separate myself from an employer, you know, just go out on my own, I decided chocolate was really the way to go because I had been playing around with it and Really, it's just so magical that it is. I couldn't resist working with it. It's like solid and liquid yeah. and all that stuff. It's and amazing. Does it retain so much of the flavor because of the fat in it or the oils? That's Why a really it? big part of it. Yeah, yeah. sugar, okay. mm-hmm. sugar too. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that I like about all of your different flavors is that you have so many cool combinations and you really taste each piece of it. So it makes sense that that was kind of what you were going for mm-hmm. from the beginning. Yeah. What was your very first product? My very first product was actually um, a Valentine's Day special. Oh, the heartbreaker. Mm -hmm. The heartbreaker, exactly. So that was, Valentine's Day is such a definite deadline that Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is my big push. I can can make it happen for this. So the heartbreaker is this really what I think is super cool idea I came up with. But it's an... (laughs) (laughs) It is super cool. I back you up. (laughs) Uh, It's an anatomically correct hollow heart. Oh. Um, and it is filled with heart-shaped chocolates that are dark chocolate with rosemary and ginger, which is a variation on the bar that I make. Um, and then it comes with this little wooden hammer that my husband makes. So it's really a, a true labor of love. And uh, <laughs> so it comes in this. One. Yeah, they're so much fun. And you get to smash it open and all the hearts spill out of it. It's very cathartic. So the first mm-hmm. time I saw... You, you, mm-hmm. you had these at, I think, Made Here. Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as I saw it, I was like, that is a lot of work yeah. for, one, <laughs> for one product. So she yeah. makes the heart, the anatomical heart mm-hmm. out of chocolate, makes all the individual hearts that go inside it, puts them inside it, puts another piece of chocolate on the bottom, mm-hmm. right? And then m- makes these little tiny mallets mm-hmm. and then puts those into a package. And that's just one, one item takes all of that work. That's a true hustle it's, right there. It, it, it is yeah. beautiful. But my question mm-hmm. is, it's probably fragile too, right? Oh, it's, yeah, it's so fragile, like a real heart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, it doesn't ship. So yeah, it's, I was a, gonna say. it's one of those things that I get requests all the time. For do you people. get it at your shop or how do we get it? You can get it at various shops around town, like Made Here, oh. The Meadow, they, uh, Meadow World Foods it? and the Pearl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's just, just for, for Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Mm-hmm. So you can only get it how like, around February. How many do you February. make? I usually make, I make a pretty limited run because it is, it's so complicated to make. Yeah. And it is do you one take of orders? the, I do take orders. Okay. I will definitely set one aside for you. Um, <laughs> I'm in. Put my name down. You can, you have them on your website during that time I too, I do, right? yeah. And I, I offer local delivery for Perfect. them. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the heartbreaker is funny because I think it truly is a beginner's item in a way because being in the being in the business now for over three years, it is not something that I would make now. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it does take so much time. Mm-hmm. But look where it got you. But it look where it got me. Exactly. It's you like one of those things that I yeah. yeah that I love making. But it's 
it's just so it is so complicated. Yeah, you and, it, do and something it's so extra. special because it you is. don't see anything like it. Yeah, you know, and cool. so I I just remember being like wowed by this product. But then I realized that you had other seasonal things that mm-hmm. come around. So um, another one is your Dino Dig. Yeah, mm-hmm. can you talk about that? Yeah, what's a Dino Dig? It's so cool. So this is it's a it's my winter special, and it's um, comes in this box the square box and it's a hot chocolate mix and the hot chocolate mix is the soil Mm. and buried in the soil are white chocolate caramelized or caramelized white chocolate dinosaur bones that also have cocoa nibs in them to give them that bone crunch so you dig for the bones and you can put together you you should be at omsi with that i i agree i that they're actually on my list oh do you i love to we have bought this (laughs) for every little boy that loves dinosaurs um as a as a gift because and then adeline likes to of course bring it over to her little buddies and then they dig for the bones together and then they have hot chocolate and it's so fun because it really is like it's the perfect gift it's an awesome activity and then they're super stoked on like you know putting the yeah. bones in the hot chocolate right? yeah. and then it's gone yeah. and then it's gone moms don't yeah. have to pick it up off the floor or anything <laughs> yeah. like that it's like the perfect gift all the evidence is destroyed in the end yeah <laughs> exactly it's really cool yeah. huh. so then uh, that's like a holiday mm-hmm. one but then you you brought one today I did and so she does an October special mm-hmm. chocolate and tell us about this one. Yeah, so this one is called the Only Child Oracle Board. And it's a play on the Ouija board. And it comes with two planchettes, which are, sorry, if you don't know what that is, it's the little cursor, the wooden cursor that comes with a Ouija board that you move around to receive the secret message from the spirits. Yeah, can we try it? Yeah, please. <laughs> can we try it live on air? So I opened, yeah. I opened it up. So it's yeah. a little, it's a really cute little board and it has the little, Is it, this is white chocolate with... It's white chocolate. Words. So I sort of um, tried to incorporate fall and also maybe what to me seem like magical ingredients. So mm-hmm. the white chocolate actually has candy cap mushroom cocoa butter that I make added to it and then a little bit of pecan. So it's great because it tastes almost like pecan maple syrup pancakes to me. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that now. I have, it's yeah. been a couple of yeah. years since I've gotten yeah. this one. You but put I, a lot so of thought into your products. I yeah. try to, yeah. And, and they're like all really that. fun. Like you can do yeah. something yeah. with them. They're like interactive. They, you know, yeah. they hit all of your senses. Exactly. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. All right, Yana, let's try okay, the, let's let's try the chocolate okay. Ouija board. Do you have a question or should I ask a question? You, I think you should ask the question. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, let's see what, what I, I don't even know what to ask. <laughs> um, let's see if there's something I've been thinking about. Will you sell out a sauce this year? Oh, yeah. Ooh. How about this weekend? I have a really busy okay. weekend. So we're going to ask the, yeah. um, I think the we, yeah. chocolate spirits, mm-hmm. am I going to sell out of sauce at my all, or my weekend <laughs> events? Um, it's moving around. Mm-hmm. There it goes. <laughs> so, I think you can put it wherever you want. <laughs> is it pointing to? It's pointing to the white chocolate. It's pointing to the white chocolate. Which to me is sort of the, it's so it, the white chocolate's represented by a little smiley sun. Oh, I yeah. feel like that's I sunshine think, ahead. I think it will be. I think you're going to sell it. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> That's good. I have a busy weekend. Yeah. I have a lot of sauce, but I would love to sell it all. <laughs> That'd be See, a blessing. It's so cute and fun. Yeah. And it's there's actually it. um, a hidden message in the Ouija board. So there's some of the letters, I don't know if you can tell, are a little bit 
more bold than the others. So there is a little, if you put all the letters together, there's something that the chocolate spirits are trying to tell you. And then you unscramble it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's a little puzzle. Like a secret. You have to take it home and do a family thing with them. I love that. I I am going to take it home. Adeline's going to be stoked. Mm -hmm. I won't, I won't eat that one. I was just about to take a bite. And then I was like, I should probably share it with my family. Tell us what you mean by exuberant cheerfulness. How do you live that way? How do I live that way? I I have always been uh, accused of being very happy, uh, which I <laughs> will take that accusation gladly. I just, I think there's so much joy in everything that is around us, especially being in Portland. I hmm. So I moved from Russia in 1997 when I was 10 uh, hmm. to Chicago. And then 2009, I moved to Portland. And it is... Just every day being here, and it's you know almost been a decade, um, or it has been a decade, I guess. Uh, I just I'm so amazed by this place. The food, the people, everybody's creativity, the ingredients. So much of the ingredients that I have in my chocolate bars are inspired by either the businesses around town or the things that grow here. I mean, one of my bars features rosemary that grows in my garden right because rosemary which is always funny because i feel like when i tell that to people in portland they're like yeah because what are we even doing with those they're giant they're as big as you know (laughs) doug fir trees Mm -hmm. Uh, if you plant rosemary one rosemary plant you're good forever you're good forever (laughs) exactly (laughs) Uh, but there's just so much joy about that and i also think that chocolate has traveled to this place these days that is very serious yeah uh which i i appreciate there's definitely incredible flavors and thought and work that goes into it but i think that some of the fun is missing from it and Mm. i you know some of the things that i loved as a kid like peanut m&ms yeah as an adult you're not supposed to enjoy that right Mm. um which is i i in some ways, I agree, right? Because their business practices aren't the best, and the chocolate that they're using um, comes from questionable sources. But there's still joy to be found in that. I don't think that we need to lose that sense of discovery and joy as we grow up. And so that's sort of what the chocolate is aimed at. That was my next question yeah. about where, what do, where do you get your chocolate and. What are your what's your story and your beliefs behind all the sustainable stuff that yeah. people are talking about in the, in chocolate, the chocolate world? world. Yeah. That's a that's a great question. So I am a chocolatier rather than a chocolate maker, which mm. I think is an important distinction because people who are chocolate makers work so hard to coax all these flavors out of the cacao bean, right? They yeah. start from the bean, Conching they and roast it. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so I always like to sort of um, compare that to maybe a coffee roaster versus a barista, you know? Mm. So I'm the barista. I make your, I take that really beautiful bean or product and then I make it into something exciting. You totally remind (laughs) me of an ice cream company. Oh yeah. Except you're Mm -hmm. solid, you're, um, you're shelf stable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you can transport without dry ice. Yeah. Uh, because you have a lot of really beautiful inclusions and flavors and things that you're blending in with yeah. the the chocolate Thank itself. You. Yeah, it's that is also it's yeah, it's really it makes it really fun. But to go back to the chocolate, so I 
take chocolate from several places. There's the dark chocolate that I use is actually from a company called El Rey, which is out of Venezuela. Mm. Um, and I really love what they do. And they make incredible chocolate in Venezuela, which is a place that you know, it has re- especially recently been in the news it's a, mess. a lot. Yeah, yeah it's a politically mess. mess. Um, and cacao it's farming sad. is one of the ways that actually they are able to. It's a move away from yeah, petrol. Exactly. Right? A yeah. move away from um, the ancient stuff from the ground. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they this company in particular just really puts a lot back into the economy as mm. well. Um, so I really enjoyed working with them, and they have been, always been wonderful. Um, my milk chocolate comes from um, Guitard. Oh, I mm-hmm. love Guitard. Yeah, which is Sarah's so good. Is it? <laughs> it is. It is. I did a cutting of every kind of chocolate yeah. that you can basically get to mm-hmm. make stuff with, and Guitard won. Yeah. They're, they make really incredible chocolate, and they have made a pledge to avoid slave labor. Mm-hmm. Um and they just, I, their milk chocolate in particular has, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's really, really good. And they have a nice organic line. They too. do. Mm-hmm. And they have a huge booth at the fancy food show where you can taste every chocolate Ooh. that they have, <laughs> which is a good reason to go to the fancy food shows yeah. to go through their booth. It's like amazing. Mm-hmm. So if you ever can't find Sarah at the fancy food show, she's probably she's had the guitar chocolate yeah. over my face. I'm like, I'm trying to <sighs> That's funny. Yeah. And then my white chocolate comes from a chocolate company in Ecuador, uh, which I also really like because they use... Milk, dry milk from dairy cows in Ecuador. They try to use as many local ingredients as possible when making their chocolate. That should Um, have an interesting flavor. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the, um, there are very few companies out there, bigger companies, that make what is called um, uh, non-undeodorized white chocolate. Oh, so it still has the chocolate flavor? Right, exactly. Because so many Mm. companies take the chocolate flavor out of cocoa butter. Right, Mm -hmm. because they just want it to be sort of this bland fat that you can add to anything. Uh, And they're one of the few that uh, do not. Ooh, I think we should taste that one. Yeah, let's try it. So that one is this one? So I have two different white chocolates, actually. Yeah, so we can try. Tell us what they are. Start with the first one, which is called Hedgehog in the Fog. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, which is named after my favorite Russian cartoon that I grew up watching. Mm. Well, uh, I was wondering where your names yeah. come from because they're all really cute. Thank you. So the, yeah. so the one Hedgehog we're trying is fog. Hedgehog in the Hedgehog Fog. Hedgehog in the and Fog. So it comes from your favorite cartoon. I had no idea. It does, yeah. I just thought it was super cute. It has this really cute little hedgehog on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and all of her stuff is wrapped in like a cello wrap and then mm-hmm. it's in a beautiful mm-hmm. little box. In a box. Yeah. And you hand do all of these. I do. Yourself. With yeah. a beauti- do you draw the art too? I do not. Uh, oh, I surprised. wish I could come do on. everything. <laughs> I know. Do everything. Yeah. Um, My friend actually does all the illustrations for it. They're so incredible. And I come up with the names, and then he sort of riffs on the idea by making these little drawings, which are so great. They're cool. They're super cute. Um, So this one is a white chocolate with bergamot and black pepper. Ooh, sophisticated. Yeah. and, and I yeah. I have the package in my hand, and I see this little sticker on here, and it was something that I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about. It smells yeah. like bergamot. Mm-hmm. I can't smell black pepper, but I bet I'll taste it. I can smell the black pepper. You can? Mm-hmm. 
Ooh, that was a good crunch. That was Sarah <laughs> chewing, not me. That was me. You can probably hear my jaw pop, so you know it's me. <laughs> it's so cool. good. I love this one. Yeah, it tastes just like Earl Grey tea, a little bit of cream added to mm-hmm. it. It's a little citrusy. Yeah. Huh. It's a really I'm into fun it. one. So for the Hedgehog in the Fog, mm-hmm. Yana won an award. And it is the International Chocolate Awards. The mm-hmm. world. The world. International yes. Chocolate Awards. Mm-hmm. We actually talked about you already on the oh. show because when you won, we announced it. Oh. So you won a silver award. I did. Mm-hmm. So tell us about what huh. that chocolate award process I is like. I would love to. Yeah. So um, all the awards are self-submitted so Mm -hmm. you submit yourself for consideration and the international chocolate awards in particular have lots of sarah's going in for regional no oh there we go yeah (laughs) (laughs) um they have regional competitions so there's an america's competition a european competition and then you enter you're allowed to enter those and so the white chocolate uh, the Hedgehog in the Fog, I had entered into the America's Competition, which includes chocolate makers and chocolatiers from Canada, the United States, Central America, South America. So just all up Everywhere. and down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the Hedgehog in the Fog had won a silver in that one, nice. which was exciting That's in the so white chocolate like, category. You took it up a notch and so took it to the worlds. you're allowed to submit to the worlds if you win one of those categories. Ooh, that's yeah. so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mm. and then it won the... It was in Italy, so the it won an award in Italy. Did you get to wow. go to Italy? I did not get to go to oh, Italy Darn because it. <laughs> at first my thought was, you know, I because I I wasn't going to be able to go with anybody else. I'd have to go by myself. Um, it's and, like the Academy Awards of Chocolate, and yeah, yeah go. and I was yeah. like, well, if I go Thank and you. then I don't win, I'll be by myself and I'll be so sad. And then, really, in retrospect, I was like, yeah, but I'd be sad in Italy. Yeah. like <laughs> what better place? Yeah. Sad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's a good fun. brown my sadness and pasta and wine. I'd be great. With you. Yeah. Next uh, time. So I yeah. do regret it. But um, the, it won, which, I mean, surprised me completely because the gold winner in that category and the bronze winner in that category are both very, they were, they're much bigger companies than mine. You know, me, my company is just me. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I was, I'm incredibly proud of that chocolate bar. And actually in exciting news, the rosemary and ginger one, uh, the rosemary and ginger walk into a bar, won a gold medal in the uh, America's competition this what? year. That's so cool. Yeah. So better this taste was, that the next. The Hedgehog in the Fog was 2018, so yeah. the Rosemary Bruce, is 2019. 2019. You're killing it, man. Uh, and then they just Dude. announced the finalists for the uh, world final, and it is a finalist, but they haven't revealed <gasps> the winners yet. And where so are they going to announce wait. it? Uh, this year, it's in Guatemala. <gasps> Can you go? I am going to try. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should. I think you should go for sure. Um, we are going to take a little commercial break really quick, okay. and we'll be right back. Thanks, Sarah. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of the Meaningful Marketplace. Committed to serving all Oregonians with the mission to advance the science that lives at the crossroads of conservation and production. We are inspired by the creativity of food innovation, new economic opportunities, and new experiences because food brings people together. 
And we're back. Uh, we're going to try the rosemary and ginger walk into a bar we mm-hmm. were talking about before our break. So, so tell us, has the sticker on your box helped sell more chocolates? Oh, that's a great question. Yes and no. Yes and no? Yes and no. Um, it has helped in on the shelf. Uh, people definitely. Or... Uh, no, just customers coming oh. up in grocery uh, stores. But it has not helped in particularly with buyers hmm. uh, because it doesn't seem to be on everybody's radar, oh. you know, um, because so, people maybe don't know about the competition. You yeah, mean? yeah, exactly. Um, that happens for us, too. We we won a Scovie Award and most people don't know what that is. Yeah. And if you're in the hot sauce world, you know what it is. But if you're not, you don't. And everybody's like, what's a Scovie? Does that mean it has the rating on here? Like, right. they just don't yeah, get it. It doesn't translate. It. So yeah. we just stopped telling people altogether. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah. It, so, um the rosemary and ginger walk into a bar is a milk chocolate, the guitar milk chocolate. It's nice. Uh, and I use rosemary from my garden, like mm. I mentioned earlier. And I basically soak the rosemary in cocoa butter mm. um, at you know warm temperature for about 24 hours. And then I strain it out, and it becomes this really beautiful green color. Mm. And that gets added to the milk chocolate and then a little sprinkle of candied ginger on the back. Do you make the candied ginger? I do not. Mm. It's, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. I love this one. I like it because then every once in a while you just get this little bite of ginger. And that's mm-hmm. what I kind of like about all of your chocolate bars is that there's different textures throughout. So yeah. it's not just like one thing. Like if you go and buy a chocolate bar, a lot of times it's just chocolate. So surprise. But this has like, yeah, little bits of awesome flavor throughout, which I love. Yeah. And that actually goes back to that idea of sort of being joyful, right? Because every time you bite into it, it's like this little fun surprise. There's yeah. some explosion of flavor or crunch, something that's unexpected. Uh, and this one's actually particularly special to me because I originally made it for my best friend's wedding. Oh, they, like it's a g- uh, gift or yeah, something? Yeah, they mm-hmm. actually, they gave it out as a gift to their guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. And I had asked them to sort of both come <laughs> up with a list of flavors they loved. And those were the two that I picked out and paired and... So every time I make it, I think of them, too, which is, makes it really special. Can people looking for favors for their wedding oh, contact yes. you? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. They I definitely know. can. Cool. I'm actually in the process of working on an idea I've had for a while, which is that I would like to... The bars are such a nice rectangular size that I also mm-hmm. think they would make great place cards. Yes. So I'm working on a project of making them available as place cards. So you get an edible place card. Whoa. Yeah, you can have your guest's name on the, in the table. So yes, you can contact me about it. Well, are you gonna be? A, <laughs> are you gonna go to any of the wedding shows? I, that's my plan for next year. I think yeah. that would be a great yeah. venue for you. I know you. we yeah. o- we always like want to get into the wedding game. You should do a book together. You could a, have a hot sauce totally yeah. for wedding favors. We talk about it all the time, but those wedding shows are really expensive because a lot of times what people are selling are you know dresses and jewelry right. and things mm-hmm. that are like thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. So the booths can be expensive because they only have to sell like one or two right. things to make. Yeah. work but for people like us it's like, it's like oh man like we have to spend so much money and right. hopefully we get an account or two mm-hmm. but we should totally share and do it because we, we do little custom bottles so oh, people yeah. can have their names on it right. um, as like a wedding favor exactly. you know on their yeah. t- guest tables or, or something like that let's try another bar yeah um, which one would you like to how try about, next I think the, the sun and the sea is mm-hmm. really fun to talk yeah. about 
This is the original. This is the first bar flavor that I came up with. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. And I've used the, your, um, like, scraps before from oh, this yeah. one. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Yana and I did a just, we were happened to be doing an event together, and so um, it was kind of like a beer, chocolate event. Mm-hmm. I didn't really fit into it, but I whenever that happens, I try to find a way to fit into it. So, I made a special granola mm. that um, I had soaked sunflower seeds in hot sauce. Spicy. And then because her, this bar has sunflower seeds in it, I used her chocolate pieces with the sunflower seeds mixed into the granola. I made the granola way too spicy. People were like, this is crazy. <laughs> How am I going to eat this? Because I had like soaked everything. They in. should just pour a beer on it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> they should have <laughs> I like painted um, with your beer. I painted apple pieces and dried them with hot sauce. It was Holy just like smokes. so much hot sauce. But her chocolate was in there and it was awesome. It was probably the best part of the granola. <laughs> I think I ended up picking all the pieces of chocolate out. But isn't this good? It's good. And yeah. it's so fun. It has all this texture. It, this one's really fun because it's, it's equal parts dark chocolate. It's 70% dark chocolate uh-huh. um, and equal parts sunflower seeds so it's really I was almost going for um, if you've ever had those sesame candies where mm. it's just sesame seeds yeah that was the the idea that I was going for where it's just so crunchy and so good and there's just enough chocolate to kind of hold it all together mm. and then there's a sprinkle of sea salt on the back to mm-hmm. give it a little fun salty That's kind flavor of a, at the level of heart healthy mm-hmm a good source of iron from the sunflower right. seeds. Right, and not only that, the good fats from the sunflower mm-hmm. seeds. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And it's I, like lo- an I love the cute almost. little mm-hmm. happy sun on the front. Like, everything's mm-hmm. so happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the wave, catch a wave and eat yeah. this car. It's so good. Okay, do we have more to try? We do. We have three more, believe it or not. Um, mm. Let's see. I How about the rose-colored sunglasses? Yeah, let's do that one. This one is super fun. It's kind of purple. Uh, it is. So I grind white chocolate with uh, cranberries for nice. 24 hours to get the cranberries just really smooth in there. When you say you grind it, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Are you putting it in a, con- are those called conches? Yeah. I have a little melanger. It's called a melanger, melanger. Uh, which is really just a, there you are. Thank you. Uh, it's an adapted sort of wet spice grinder from India. Oh. Um. And oh, it, it has a little touch of rose in it also. Mm. And then I don't know if the piece you got, got had pistachios, but it also has a little sprinkle of pistachio. I have to say I've never tasted anything like this. Yeah, this one is pretty unusual. It's, and it's tart and mm-hmm. sweet. The texture is very dense. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. It is. That one is really. It's this one's. One of my favorites because it's mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. and it has a little touch of rose, and you can taste the milkiness of the white chocolate. Mm -hmm. Huh, it's super fun. Yeah, they're all a little you know, one of the reasons that the company is called Only Child Chocolate, aside from the fact that I'm an only child Mm. uh, (laughs) and it has to be about me, uh, is that they're all a little bit weird but lovable, you know, Mm, like all the chocolates are just a little bit strange, but then once you taste them, like, oh, this is. You taste it, and then like a week or two later, you're like, I need one of those. Yeah. Bars. What <laughs> was that? <laughs> I need to experience that yeah. again. 
So mm. let's talk about where you make your chocolate because mm-hmm. that's pretty unique. So yeah. tell us where you make it. So I have a certified kitchen in my house, oh. which is great. Mm-hmm. I sort of had this idea. You had a little shop somewhere and I was going to swing by. No, mm-hmm. I mean, you can always swing by my house. <laughs> my door's to. open. <laughs> uh, but no, I make everything out of my house, uh, which is and, I mean, it's a blessing it, and a it curse all both. at the same exactly. time. Exactly, it's both. Because um, you can do it twenty four hours a day, right? Yeah, and that's it's really exciting. hard to not, you know, you know, have it be nine p.m. Say, oh, I can go wrap a few more bars. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has been really great, also, because I have a three year old. Oh, uh, okay. So my business is almost as old as my child, and uh, it has been great because it has allowed me to run my business without having to sacrifice a lot of what I would probably have to. That's one of the hardest things for women who are trying to have families. How do Mm -hmm. you start a business? Can you tell us some of your secrets of how you've made it work? I can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of them is definitely being able to work from my house uh, because that meant that, especially when uh, my son was really small, you know, when he was taking a nap, I could run and do a quick thing. Um, I also have an incredibly supportive partner. And mm-hmm. I, we don't have any family that lives here. And mm-hmm. so it's just the two of us. And without his help, I this would not have happened. Um, and we're both lucky enough that we both have our own businesses. So we mm-hmm. have flexible schedules. Yeah. Uh, so we made a really strict schedule where... You know, I got to work three days a week. He gets to work three days a week. And then one day a week we have a family day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we would do. We would just switch off. Um, that's cool. that's like what we do, too. Yeah. So yeah. we um, it, it kind of ends up you have to have like a designated we call it family fun. Day, yeah. But you yeah. have to have a designated day where you don't mm-hmm. work, especially when your businesses are in your home. Because right. otherwise you just get sucked into it. And so we had to be like, this is it. This is our day where exactly. we don't do anything else. We don't look at our phones. Mm-hmm. We don't answer emails. We don't go wrap things we don't package things up like that's it we take that day off because otherwise you just like work all the time and, exactly. and you, you know your family is like hey what about yeah what, what happened we're supposed <laughs> to do? that happens when your kids leave home too yeah <clears throat> you forget about the family fun days oh, oh man yeah. you got to bring back family fun <clears throat> days, i think i'm Sarah. gonna have to have a vote at dinner <laughs> over the weekend about which day is going to be our family fun yeah. day at our house oh, yeah. we you have to remember to have one. fun and, and and then you you just like it's built into your life which is exactly so good. yeah mm-hmm. and i i see yana and her family at the farmer's market a which lot. is part of our family fun day. yeah, yeah. and <laughs> it, i think you guys are there pretty much every week it is right? yeah that's our saturday we wake up we we used to walk to the farmer's market because that's something my husband and i did before our son was born was we would walk it's about a 45 minute walk so we would walk in the morning and have breakfast now we drive because izzy's not ready for a 45 minute trek yet uh, (laughs) too far uh, but yeah one of those wagons they can lay down with the pillow Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's the and then they can drag me there right on (laughs) (laughs) but they uh, they always remind me of like Dirk and me and my family like we're always loading into events at the same time trying to figure out what to do with our child Mm -hmm. and get all of our stuff loaded in and then be like okay bye because one of us has to be with the kid (laughs) you know so it's like very similar um, space and time we're living in in this city so yeah. I think it's completely doable, don't you? I mean, I think it's doable. Of course, it's n- I mean, nothing's easy. Like no. when you have a yeah. family, when you have a business, it's not easy, but it but you figure it out and you figure it out together. And I think it's one of those things that makes your family stronger because yeah. you're working on it together. And you have to, I think, 
really the biggest challenge is figuring out that balance. Yeah. Is and figuring out how to reserve time for your family and mm-hmm. how to. And now, well, Izzy goes to preschool now. So that has also helped out tremendously because yeah. now we get two family fun days. We get the weekend. Mm-hmm. What's Izzy's favorite bar? <laughs> Izzy's favorite bar is the one we uh, just tried is the uh, the sunglasses. The, I the think I like that too. It's yeah. tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it does all tart. kinds of things. Yeah. 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 I think Zip she'd be into mouth. it. Yeah. Any tasting that I ever have, he always comes up and he's like, can I try the cranberry chocolate, please? <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Never had it before. <laughs> what is this? This looks curious. If you could have a spokesperson for your company, who would it be? Oh, my gosh. I, me. You'd Honestly, be your I would. Yeah. I okay. Would. I no just, famous people? No. You I don't want to send bars to Oprah or any of that stuff? I don't. Well, I mean, I would love to send bars to Oprah if she wants them. I, I'm not going to not, you know not give her the pleasure of these delicious tastes but i we should tag her and see if we, we can get her to listen yeah. to the podcast <laughs> and then she should totally do a feature she, should. she does that for folks if she likes the product yeah. she'll do a, f- a feature yeah. in her magazine yeah i think there's just something so I, so much of this company is me that i really love being able to talk about it you know i just I would say one thing that's great about what you're doing is that you're the founder and you're super involved with the development. And one of the problems with a lot of the large chocolate companies is they've gotten so large and so old that the founders aren't around anymore and everything's gotten lost in the minutiae. It's hard to really articulate the importance of what it is that they're doing. And I think that Yana can offer something special that a lot of big companies can't offer, which is that she puts all of this time and Mm -hmm. energy into crafting each one. And so when you're on a bigger scale, you you lose all of that. Like you can't do anything unique anymore. It's like we've talked to with all of our little makers too. Like as soon as you go big, everything has to change. Like packaging has to change. Bottles have to change. The way that the bars are built have to change because everything has to be about speed and efficiency. Mm -hmm. And when you're small like us, you can take all this time to make this beautifully crafted product which is it's great because we can do that but it doesn't leave a lot of room for growth right you have to kind of stay as you are yeah Yeah. it's a big yeah it's a big push and pull yeah I think that's something that's I am currently thinking about a lot because it's I'm even though I do have a certified kitchen in my house, I'm sort of outgrowing that space. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder if yeah. you could just take like your top selling bar mm-hmm. and have somebody manufacture that for you. That yeah, might be an idea. For one yeah. wholesale, yeah. like bigger wholesale. Yeah. Do you do a lot of wholesale accounts? I do. I that's that's my bread and butter. Is uh, it's mostly shops around town, like mm-hmm. the Meadow and Cacao. All the specialty shops um, carry them, and I have about I would say over twenty wholesale accounts all over town and also out of state and some other specialty shops. One but way you could expand your business actually is since you're a creative person mm-hmm. and a designer is that you could work with people just as an example, like the meadow and you could do like a co-branding sort of like what Sarah does with her sauces. Oh yeah. And you could have a whole line of meadow bars. Oh yeah. That would be fun. And have them. <laughs> are you listening? <laughs> meadow? Mark, where are you? <laughs> um, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, they could, Take that knowledge, the special design that you put into it, and they can have it manufactured for them. You don't yeah. necessarily have to do the manufacturing. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's like product development world, which is yeah. nice for mm-hmm. people like us because mm-hmm. you get paid to come up with a really good idea, which you already have, yeah. but then you don't have to actually make it. They, yeah. <laughs> I'll send people to you. Yeah. <clears throat> I would like that. It is. I was like, Yana's starting a new business. Yeah. Do you yeah. <laughs> do a side deal. Yeah. Um, so if people, we always like to send people directly to you. So mm-hmm. if people want to buy some bars, what's the best way to do it? Your website? My website. Yeah. Uh, onlychildchocolate.com. Perfect. So pretty easy. And people mm-hmm. can find you on Instagram they too, can. right? And mm-hmm. what's your Instagram handle? Only Child Chocolate Co. Cool. Yeah. We'll send people your way. Mm-hmm. And do you have any events coming up that you're going to be at? I am going to be in Seattle, which is going to be my first time Selling in Seattle in November 23rd at Gobble Up Northwest. Oh, yeah. You should start hashtagging Seattle Gobble Northwest yeah. or whatever on Instagram, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. And Twitter? Yeah, because then people can find you up there. Are you yeah. in very many stores in Seattle? I am not. I believe I'm in only one. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Contact is them it and breaking say, into the Seattle is it, scene. Are you in De La Renti? I'm not. Oh, I'll connect you with, okay. their, um, with their buyer, Nate. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's a really good store. It's awesome. busy because it's right in the um, Pikes Place Market. Oh, so yeah. they, they could get all the demo tourists. there while you're up there. I yeah. would love to. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll I know set one you of the cheesemongers there, Janae. Oh, yeah. I met her in Medford. Did you? Yeah. She's wonderful. Yeah. She came down. She was helping somebody um, yeah. and said that she worked there. Yeah. Yeah. How oh, cool. Okay, Yana, any final advice for, um, you know, we have a lot of listeners that have businesses or mm-hmm. wanting to start a business. Any advice for those folks? Any final advice? I think just take that idea that you have and give it a try. I think that's the really the biggest thing is it took me so long to finally push myself into actually, and part of it was having to make up a deadline for myself mm-hmm. for Valentine's Day. But it's always this... If I didn't do it, I would never know what it would be like. And you really have to. And it same goes for new products and all these other things. You know, there's really nothing extremely catastrophic that will happen if it doesn't work out. It's But you will stay up night after night thinking about it if you don't do it. Yeah. That's good advice. If you have your idea, just follow it. Yeah. Start really, working on it. Don't. Yeah stress out about it exactly. just start working on it I think people a lot of times put these roadblocks up in front of themselves mm-hmm. like they have to do this first or they have to save yeah. up enough money sabotage. first or they it's have like to, personal yeah. sabotage and then, it, and then mm-hmm. two years later you'll talk to them again and they're like oh no I'm not quite ready you get caught up in yeah. the process and never it's never launch. the right time yeah, yeah. I know really Sarah what it has is. to push people a lot because they come in with an idea and she'll yeah. be like okay it's time yeah. Yeah. I'm like hey <laughs> yes, I tasted the same thing like you changed the cinnamon by one tenth of a percent no one's gonna notice <laughs> just do it yeah <laughs> go for it well yana it was so great to have you here in the Thank studio you. today it was so much fun. i love all of your stuff everybody should go buy treat. it because it's really fun especially right now where can people get the oracle board since it's halloween week? yeah so the oracle boards there's a few i have i think about two left on my website uh but there are also you can find them locally in portland at um is it the world market? At World Foods in okay. Pearl and Barber World Foods and the Meadows, all the meadow locations. And then also if you're in California, Market Hall Foods has them. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So everyone go get your Oracle boards and have some mm-hmm. Halloween fun. And, you you know, if you ask it a question, you can always make the answer yes. So <laughs> don't worry too much about it. I think the chocolate makes the answers. Yeah. It's up to the chocolate. <laughs> no. 
Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. We record Missoni and Marshall inside of Ned Space. Thank you to our audio engineer, Alon, and our production assistant, Chelsea. If you want to be a guest on the show or submit a press release, you can do that at startupradionetwork.com. And we will be here next week. Bye, everybody. Have a great weekend. Committed to serving Oregonians with the mission of advancing science that lives at the crossroads of conservation and production. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are inspired by the creativity of new food development. We strive to find new flavors, new economic opportunities, new experiences, and honor diversity. We are proud sponsors of the Meaningful Marketplace because good food brings people together. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen. Learn. Launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.